Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. If we get a chance here in a few minutes, 
she's a big fan of Debbie Reynolds, and I think she'll want to say a few words. But um, but I really want to thank uh, everyone who signs up for the chat because we really appreciate it. And uh, also we appreciate callers and other listeners. And speaking of callers, the number to call is 646-478-5668. And I believe we already have a fan calling in, and I think this must be Debbie Reynolds' number one fan, Gloria Walters. Am I right about that, Gloria? Hi, Betty Jo. Thank you for having me. Well, I am a number one fan, but there's a certain individual in Australia called Peter Keogh that is one of my very dear friends, and he and I fight about that all the time. So You fight uh, about it? <laughs> Peter is a he's a producer in Australia, and he um, I think produced the show Irene when Debbie went to Australia a couple years ago, and uh, he's just a really big fan, and he and I are good friends. So we'll say he's her biggest international fan, and I'm her biggest U.S. fan. Well, I think um, I, I want to fight with you over that too. But uh, it's great that <laughs> Debbie has so many, so many fans, and, uh, and she's I already see together. that we have, uh, yeah, that we have calls on the on the switchboard. And I know that uh, Debbie's going going to really uh, appreciate uh, hearing from from all of us when we send her the archive to the to the show. But I wanted to ask you, Gloria, when you were on. Our first tribute to Debbie Reynolds. I, mm-hmm. I believe that you talked about how you became, how you happened to become a Debbie Reynolds fan. Could you remind our listeners, or tell the listeners that ha- that that weren't able to listen to that show a little bit, how this happened? Well, it's going into uh, over sixty years now that I've been a fan of hers. Because I was very oh little, I'd say I was about eight years old when I went to see her in uh, Bundle of Joy with Eddie Fisher, and she—I just fell in love with her. And then, of course, after that, uh, Tammy came out, and who—who who wouldn't love Tammy? Um, and I just became became engrossed in this woman. I just—I just love her. I feel like she's part of my family, and there's absolutely nothing I wouldn't do for her. I. Seen, seen her in person several times. Uh, I had the opportunity to go out to dinner with her, and that was a thrill beyond belief. Um, and I'm just so excited that she's getting this award. I can't stand it. I wish I were going to be there. Oh, me too. Me too. Well, what was your most memorable um, con- personal contact with Debbie? Uh, the night we went out to dinner. That was just so totally unbelievable. She was just like, she was like an ordinary person. She was so unpretentious. We sat there and talked. It was just her and I and a, a friend of mine, and it was just an unbelievable experience. Unbelievable. I'm so jealous. I, I've met her in person several times, but but she but I've never had dinner with her. And well, what all did you talk about? We talked about. We talked about Eddie a little bit. I went through all the rings on her fingers and said, where'd you get this? Where'd you get that? Um, we talked about Halloween Town. Uh, it had already been out. She had already done the second one. 
Um, we talked about Carrie. Uh, we talked about her brother being an athlete. Um, it was the time just went so fast, and I think I was just mostly totally numb during the whole experience. Yeah, that, and then you've had contacts with her since then. Um, she answers your letters, and well, uh, I and owe you, her a letter. I've been really bad about that. I do owe her a letter, and I'm going to do that. I think this week. Um, it's just been. I, I hope the woman still remembers me. Well, she certainly does uh, communicate with her fans. I, I I know about that personally. And is there a special message that you'd like to include? on the show today to Debbie uh, about the Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, I want to wish her congratulations and all my best, and I wish I were going to be there with her, but I will be there in spirit, and um, I'll be thinking of her the whole time and that I love her. Well said. And, Gloria, I hope you'll stay on the phone and, and uh, stay with us on the show um, because there may be some other things that you'd like to chime in on. But I think that this is a good time to hear from Debbie herself. So why don't we, why don't we do just that? We were so thankful to get a visit in person by Debbie Reynolds and this clip I think you'll all enjoy. It starts out with, uh, I believe Jazz is asking Debbie what she thought about Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge. And the reason that question came up is because Postcards from the Edge is uh, from a book written by Debbie's daughter, Carrie Fisher. Debbie also talks about how talented her daughter is and about the men in her life. So here's... Here's a little peek at the show where we paid tribute to the great Debbie Reynolds. What was your reaction to Shirley MacLaine's performance in Postcards from the Edge? I thought it was great. I wanted the part. I know. <laughs> and you should have gotten it. Well, I mean, Carrie, uh, uh, Carrie wrote, wrote this part supposedly about me, which it wasn't, but, you know, everybody thought it was. So I said, look, everybody's going to think it is me. I might as well play it. But Mike Nichols says, uh, no, he wanted Shirley, so Shirley got to do it. She was wonderful. I thought she was great. Uh, it wasn't, it really isn't me, uh, you know. Luckily, I, I don't have that disease as far as alcoholism. I'm delighted because then I can have a drink once in a while. Because <laughs> if, you, if you have the disease, you can't. So I, I'm fortunate that I don't have that problem. But I thought it was a very funny picture, and I thought it, Carrie did a great job, wrote it. She's a great writer, Carrie. And like oh, I yes. said, she's opening next week on Broadway, so it's called yeah. uh, Wishful Drinking, which is pretty funny. And uh, I'm, I'm praying that it'll be a big hit. Well, there you well, go, she's... You can open the bar when we all come to California. Okay. Well, all right, well, I'm coming to La Jolla. We're going to have drinks on the beach. Yeah, we'll have them on the beach. Thank we'll get you. arrested because they don't allow it. But oh well, then we'll then we'll just zip wine it round your patio. Yeah. Yes, well, Carrie was Carrie well, was hilarious in uh, Thirty Rock too. That was oh, funny. Oh, oh, Carrie which, on Thirty Rock, she, she got an there. Emmy. Yeah, she's hilarious. Emmy nomination. Well, she is I'm a very talented girl. She takes after her mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and and maybe she can take care of her of her mother when her mother gets tired of all of all this work that she's doing. Well, that's tomorrow, so she better get work fast. <laughs> Oh, golly. I wonder, I know you said we could ask you uh, anything. I, I kind of hesitate sure. to, to ask this, but I have heard yeah. you talk about this before uh, to a room full of 700 people, so I thought that sure. I would would dare to ask because I, I just think you have the most uh, humorous and healthy attitude about um, the the men, the former men in your life. <laughs> Now, well, let's, not, let's not get R-rated here. <laughs> no, we won't get, not with Debbie. We won't get R-rated. Well, with no. Unfortunately, I think a lot of actresses have that problem. You know, the, they, you know, the men can't take the women that are kind of famous and more than they, and it's really difficult for them. And so, it winds up to be unsuccessful mergers. And also, when they leave, they take all the money, which is sort of depressing. <laughs> That's the, and oh you've you've just, in spite of uh, of that, you have managed to uh, soldier on and then um, make uh, some of the some of these men examples in your wonderful shows <laughs> because I remember. Oh yes, I I uh, all in stitches. <laughs> yes, I I I tease them a great deal and I call them all kinds of names and um, I you know. The word schmuck comes into mind, uh, but you can't say that on television or radio. But I do not have good taste in men, and so I just leave it alone now. I don't even go out. You know, I don't date. I don't do But I have a lot of great male friends, and my brother is wonderful. My son is wonderful. I love men. It's just that I seem to have an allergy to attracting men that want to take all my money. So I've decided I just can't afford it anymore. It's like a, a sale, a sale at Macy's. I can't have it. As you can tell, folks, that was such a fun interview. And, by the way, if you didn't um, hear uh, that uh, full interview, we do have a link to it on the um, uh, page, on the uh, show page for Movie Addict Headquarters. It's right below the link to uh, to today's show. So be sure to uh, to check that out. Now, the other voices you heard on the clip were Jazz Shaw, James Colt Harrison, and Jordan Wellen. And speaking of James Colt Harrison, I think he's calling in right now. James Hi, are you a Debbie Reynolds fan? Oh, hi, Betty Joe. I have always been a Debbie Reynolds fan. My gosh, I remember her when she was a little girl when she just got into movies. and She was so cute then, and she's still cute as a button at 83. She's wonderful. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, you must have seen her in that, um, that where she played the boop boop a doop girl. Uh, Helen Kane, I think that was in Three Little Words. That's the first time yeah. I saw her. And yeah. I just went, I just, from that day on, I mean, I was a fan. I just thought, who is she? <laughs> you know, she's she's going to go far. So uh, what did you think about her as the boop boop a doop girl? <laughs> well, I go back so far. I think the first thing I saw was her screen test. <laughs> so, her uh, screen test? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Well, she was so effervescent 
there in the you know uh, well she still is as you well, she still as you is. mentioned I, yeah I don't know where she gets well, all that energy I don't either but she really has it and and do you have a favorite um, Debbie Reynolds film Oh Betty Joe what a question how can I mean there's hundreds of I I really liked her in the unsinkable Molly Brown. And of course, you you can't help but say singing in the rain. Of course, but she did so many cute films in her early career, like I Love Melvin in 1953, and Dobie Gillis in the same year. And of course, she was at MGM, and I loved everybody at MGM. They were all major, major stars. More stars than there are in the heavens was their theme, and it sure was true because Debbie was one of their major, major stars and was there for many years and turned out a lot of movies. You're so right about that, and I, I like your picks of the uh, films, uh, uh, Unsinkable Molly Brown and uh, Singing in the Rain, but Singing in the Rain is my all-time favorite film, so I'm not very objective about <laughs> it. And and James, I think your colleague uh, Diana from uh, the San Diego area has also called in. Diana, thanks for being here. Uh, do you have a favorite Debbie Reynolds movie? You know, I'm like Jim. It's like you could have half her movies or more are favorites, but the first time I was aware of her was when um, Tammy and the Bachelor came out because I was a young teenager, and that song, Tammy, <laughs> was the first song that I ever got a record of and played it on my little record player in my room over and over and over again. <laughs> Did they have that? She, she was so innocent in that movie and young and yet, you know, I mean you you couldn't tell by watching her that she was gonna be a huge, huge star, but you know, you knew she had talent even at that age. Oh, you're so right and I'm glad you mentioned uh, Tammy because we did uh uh, hear Debbie singing that at the opening of the show, and we're, I hope we can play it as our outro music too. But uh, when when Debbie was on our show, uh, she actually told some some very interesting stories about working with Leslie Nielsen, and she mentioned how he was not happy at all about being in in this little movie, you know, and uh, that was kind of a, a comedy, you know, a romantic comedy. And uh, she told him at the time that he ought to go into comedy, and he just, you know, just uh, wouldn't wouldn't hear of it. And then look what happened to him later. He what did he do? He did those air, airplane and and the um, uh, the where he was the the detective, and he he just you know wowed everybody with uh, comedy rather than rather than drama. So. So uh, we can thank Debbie Reynolds for Leslie Nielsen, I guess, going into into comedy. Well, Diana, do you have any message that you'd like to have included in the uh, show today that we're going to be sending to Debbie? Well, you know, I interviewed Debbie twice. Um, she came ah. here to San Diego and actually performed here in our town at one of the amphitheaters. And so I got to go backstage and interview her there a little bit. And then I got to go to her hotel and spend a little bit of time there with her and she was like um, your your former friend of hers said, you know, she was very generous and she talked openly about her marriages and her mistakes and about um, her problems with her daughter. And 
but she was so proud of her still. And um, actually, then they came to both do a show up at one of the casinos here, and um, it was quite funny. So she was just, you know, a person that went through obstacles, but yet she didn't let them get her down. She just kept going, and she kept reinventing herself, and I think that was just something that's so special about her and that keeps her so special in so many minds. Well, I I agree with you uh, about that, uh, Diana, and I've had the pleasure to interview Debbie uh, several times, and I always felt that very same same way. But since we mentioned Singing in the Rain, I think it's time to hear from Debbie again, and in this clip she talks about Gene Kelly and her work in this uh, classic musical. Now I'd like to ask you about Singing in the Rain because everyone knows it's my favorite film of all time. And I was wondering how that movie ranks on your list of favorites. Well, I love the movie. I think it's outlasted everything. And it's uh, it's so good and it's so ev- long-lasting. You know, it, it's timeless. The story is very simple and sweet and uh, charming. And the, mainly the singing and the dancing is brilliant. And that's to Gene Kelly's credit. Now you, now, you worked with Gene Kelly, and a lot of people have described him as the hardest-working performer in Hollywood. And I was just wondering, was was that your impression of him, and did you pick up anything from him? What was it like working with Gene Kelly back at that time in your career? Well, Gene Kelly was hardworking. Every dancer, Fred Astaire, Sid Charisse, Eleanor Powell, and Miller were all hardworking. There is no other way to dance. The only way you can dance is to sweat and blood, and it's you give your all. And so I can't say, uh, what do I remember? That Gene was a taskmaster, but he had to be because I had to learn. I knew nothing about dancing. I was 17 years old, and Gene was the director and Stanley Donnan, but he didn't really direct me. Gene did, and Donald O'Connor was brilliant. So I had to learn how to keep up with these two great guys. So I had an awful lot to learn and did, and Gene Kelly was a great teacher. He was tough, but he was great. He was a, a movie musical icon as far as I'm concerned, and you really gave those two, Donald O'Connor and Gene Kelly, a run for their money in that movie, though, with yeah, the dancing. Absolutely. Wow, that uh, good morning, good morning number. Yes, it was wonderful, wonderful numbers and very hard numbers, but terrific, exciting numbers. And Donald did make him laugh, and he ran up a wall, and (laughs) Gene Gene, uh, Kelly did a great dance sequence with Sid Charisse, and everybody in it was sensational. After hearing Debbie talk about Gene Kelly, you know, folks, I just can't pass up the opportunity to play his iconic number from Singing in the Rain. So let's just hear a little bit of Gene Kelly right now. What a glorious feeling, I'm happy. 
there again I'm laughing at clouds Dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place Come on with the rain I've a smile on my face A happy refrain, just singing, singing in the rain, dancing in the rain. I'm happy again. I'm always dancing along with Gene Kelly whenever I hear him do this iconic number. Well, time now for a message from one of our loyal listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., Nancy for that very amusing <laughs> promo and Nancy is on the line right now I know that she is a, a fan of Debbie Reynolds because how could she not be being a, a comedian a stand-up comic actress singer um, there's a lot they have a lot in common so hi Nancy thank you for, call, for calling in <laughs> Hi, Betty Jo. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I wanted to comment. Uh, what I love about Debbie Reynolds is that she has just gracefully, as they say, gone with it. Whatever the uh, transitions in theater, she didn't, not one of those actresses who tried to hold on to, oh, I'm going to play young parts. She pretty much has always played her age, I think. And I, I love, uh, really, I loved her in Mother. I loved her in Mother. And I love her when she plays mothers, like uh, with um 
uh, oh God, now it's in Klein. Uh, Kevin Klein and In and Out when she was the mother in In and Out. To she yes, just, the the subtlety of her acting is just it's wonderful. I mean, she really has just like like a true surfer surf the waves uh, of the media and just everything from doing voiceovers. Um, I think she's in Family Guy and and that you don't know it's her except you're listening going wait a minute I know that voice. But I, I did love her in Mother, and I did love it when she played. I wish she was in more stuff. If I was going to send her a message, please be in something else. Please somebody write something for her, because if she's getting this award, she should be in more things now. She is just so good. And I like her in oh, that man. she was cute in in her own way, but she just just gracefully aged. She's 83. It's unbelievable. But gracefully aged and still, you know, sounds as sharp as a whip and a great sense of humor. And the fact that she's not bitter and uh, can laugh about her life, because I know at one point I believe she lost everything and had to start yes, over. It's quite uh, heartbreaking, some of the things that have happened to her. But I agree with you. I, I just love to see her in other things. And I, I do think that we'll have a chance to see her in a new documentary that's being made about uh, the golden age of Broadway. Uh, I think that's filming now. And then there's rumors that she and Mary Tyler Moore and uh, Bob Newhart and Jerry Lewis and, and some others of a certain age will be um, making a movie that's supposed to come out in um, 2016, and it's called The Big Finish. And it looks like a, it, it'll be a comedy, and it'll be um, a very uh, interesting and, and funny film. But she, she is so talented that uh, we're lucky that we have the, uh, the performances that we can see now on on DVD and uh, it, uh, but her her uh, her talent is is unlimited. I agree with you. I I thought she was just fantastic in in Mother. And you know one of our one of our friends, uh, another friend uh, is on the on the line now. It's uh, George Bettinger, Mr. Showbiz. So so Nancy, just stay, George stay right stay right with us. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Mr. Showbiz. Hey, how are you guys doing? <laughs> We're just having a ball <laughs> talking about Debbie Reynolds. We've got Gloria Walters on the phone, who's um, probably the number one Debbie Reynolds fan, at least in this country. And and we have uh, <laughs> and, and we have uh, James Colt Harrison and Diana Sanger. I and. And we're just uh, enjoying talking about one of our favorite performers. So, do you? I think you have a story to tell about Debbie Reynolds uh, that, uh, when you were talking with her on the phone. Am I right about well, that? Yes, yes, indeed, yes. Uh, back when I was um, when I was part of Joe Franklin's WOR radio show uh, back in the '90s, Debbie Reynolds would occasionally be a guest caller. And we got into a couple of different conversations that might be of interest. Um, one time when Debbie Reynolds called, uh, Joe reminded her of one of her first appearances on his panel. And it was when she had just married Eddie Fisher. And what was happening was, well, I can set the scene real quick. You know, Joe is it? So, Debbie, uh, tell me, uh, Debbie Reynolds, uh, how are you and uh, Eddie getting along? And they said, well, we're getting along very well, Joe. 
And Georgie Jessel was sitting at the end of the panel, and he said, You know, I hope you two can be as happy I could have been on many occasions. <laughs> because, you know, he was married a lot. Yes. And, and, and Eddie Cantor used to say that Georgie's uh, annual wedding is coming up. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He would always you've say made, that he kept... You made James, you've made James laugh. <laughs> I hear him laughing on that one. Yeah, Very well, good. I'm glad I could well, make uh, make him laugh. Um, uh, uh, Georgie yeah. Jessel used to keep his wedding albums in alphabetical order. But <laughs> but speaking of Debbie Reynolds, the, 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 the thing that struck me most was that she's an avid uh, movie memorabilia nostalgia collector. Oh, yeah. And she has a very large collection of mementos and, you know, things that she saved from show business, as does Franklin. So they got into this thing on the phone where they were, like, trying to top each other. And it was really funny because Debbie kept saying, well, I have – do you know that I have the uh, so-and-so? And then Joe said, really? He said, do you know that I have um, Charlie Chaplin's Derby? And then Debbie was like floored. <laughs> she wanted that. Yeah, she I, said, there was a, uh, you have there was this, a... you have Chaplin's Derby." He says, "I'm wearing it. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing it now." And you know, he took it off, and his hair came off with it. But you know, uh, <laughs> it was a lot was of fun. A... And yes, she was. She's uh, just an amazing icon of show business. And I'm glad that you invited me to. You know, tell that little story because I remember her being a call in guest several times. You know, um, people who uh, people who enjoy the industry uh, from the inside out, they they don't they they will call shows and be part of things when they don't really have to be, simply because they enjoy it. And like with my show, uh, you know, I recently we had Lily Tomlin, Sonny Rollins, and Julie Newmar. And they don't, you know, they don't have to do the show. They they don't need my show. They they they're doing it because they get a kick out of, out of what we're trying to accomplish. So you know that that's the thing. I think Debbie Reynolds is like that too. Oh yes, I'm I'm sure she is. And uh, uh, so you've talked with her on the on the phone. And uh, Nancy, I think well, you sent me a picture of you with Debbie Reynolds to prove that you've uh, met her in person. <laughs> yes. Do you want to tell face. me about that? Yeah. Well, she had. Well, that where was, at was the that? Club. And what was she like? Oh, where? that was at the Friars Club. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, that was at the Friars Club a few years ago. Um, she uh, she was wonderful. She talked about her life, and uh, she was kidding because part of the reason I think she had mentioned on stage, she was just a joy to just to hear talk. I mean, because she's like no nonsense kind of person, and she was talking about. The Friars Club said, oh, we're making you an honorary member. And she goes, being a member of this club is why I'm broke now. And I think she was referring to the scandal that happened to the L.A. branch of the Friars Club where the people were cheating at poker. They had the hole in the top of the roof. And her husband was one of the people, her ex-husband, so <laughs> that she went broke over. So she, she was talking about that. But the, when you were saying getting married over and over again, oh, gosh, why can't I remember her? Carol... Carol Leifer had a great joke yeah. about being married over and over again. Somebody picked up her wedding album and said, what's this? And she goes, oh, that? That was a play I was in. 
<laughs> and Debbie Reynolds reminded me of Debbie Reynolds. So that that was a play I was. That was a movie I was in. <laughs> a play. It's pretty funny. But she just uh, a very gracious woman, no nonsense. Very nice. There are a lot of celebrities. So you know, she was nice about taking pictures. But again. You know, she's she's older now. Who wants to be pulled and grabbed and pulled and grabbed? But she was very gracious. And as I said, she's aged gracefully. I wish she would do more movies. I just would love to see her. She was, if you remember her, she was so subtle in in the in the role in and out playing Kevin Klein's mother. Uh, uh, You know, what does this mean? You know, (laughs) really a good good actor. Isn't it amazing how people like that have evolved? You know how. People who are show business related people, it, it, you know, like if you stay in one area, it kind of passes you by. But if you evolve with the times of the acting, the way people act today is not the way way back when. So, yeah, I, that's right, Nancy. She was really cool in that. Yeah, and also too, um, she's uh, when you look at her earlier work, she was she had to be an athlete to do half the stunts she was doing. Oh yeah, the, the dancing. I think in the Carrie Fisher and um, oh, Carrie Fisher, yeah, documentary, uh, she mentioned about she, there was one thing where Debbie Reynolds was doing like flips and being thrown all around the stage, and Carrie goes, "Yep, that's right. She was pregnant with me doing that." Oh my gosh! Wow, <laughs> that so, was Linda Joy. <laughs> yes, quite the athlete. Well. Yes, oh, absolutely. And um, I'm I'm wondering, um, since uh, you two are on the line here, and uh, James has just been, you know, really laughing very, very hard. <laughs> so, James, is there anything you'd like to say to uh, Mr. Show Business or uh, Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts? Yes, actually, to both of them. I love funny people, and I really enjoy your sense of humor. It uh, very rarely do people make me laugh out loud, but you two did, and I think you're wonderful. Oh, you're 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 <laughs> terrific too, James. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, you have a great radio voice. Have you ever been told that you make people think a little bit of Bennett Surf? <laughs> See, well, I'm old enough to remember who he was, and I remember him seeing on What's My Line and. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm like him, but <laughs> well, that's very that's good. You have me. a very I, good. I, you have a great radio. Yeah, I, uh, really, he nobody does. has ever. He does. Told that's me. why we. That's why we ask him. We get him back on Movie Addict headquarters as much as we can. And and Gloria is still still on the line. Gloria, is there anything that you'd like to uh, to say to? Uh, uh, George or to Nancy, uh, anything that they they said about Debbie Reynolds that you'd like to comment on? Oh, I think they were both spot on when they said that you know she was just very upfront about everything. That's that's just the way she is. She's just so unpretentious about everything. I mean, she could be my next door neighbor, and that's just the kind of person she is. You could take Gloria, her Gloria, Gloria did. Gloria, did anybody ever tell you that you sound a little bit like Bennett Surf? <laughs> oh, no. I remember that Bennett Georgia. Surf. <laughs> All of us do. <laughs> 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 when 
when I got up this morning, I decided that whoever I run into, I'm I'm going to tell them that they sound like Bennett Surf. <laughs> oh, the truth is out. The truth is out. So you're you're being. Uh, I have being to tell you the truth. My mother's name was Gloria, and that's a beautiful name, and she was a, a big fan of, of of show business. And one of the reasons, may she rest in peace, why I continue on on this journey. <laughs> well, Are you good sure? for her. Are you sure, George, your mother's name wasn't Bennett? No, but she sounded a lot like Bennett Surf when she talked. <laughs> she did. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell our listeners to be sure and um, and listen to the Mom and Pop Shop radio show, which is uh, on Dreamstream Radio, and the host is Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. And it's Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Did I get that right, George? That, that's absolutely right, yes. Great, and it's I a wonderful that. show. Thank it's you. just It's so, so uh, nostalgic and entertaining. And, of course, uh, all my listeners know that um, we always ask them to check out uh, Nancy Lombardo's Comedy Concepts show, which is um, – aired right here on Blog Talk Radio each Friday and Monday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time. Did I get that right, Nancy? Oh, you did a wonderful job, Betty. <laughs> That's Catherine Hepburn. You sound, Catherine Hepburn sounds like Bennett, sir, now. <laughs> well, I am so, so happy that, that you called in, and I we did promise our uh, listeners that um, that I would uh, talk a little bit about Debbie Reynolds' uh, wonderful memoir, Unsinkable, and we'll have a few minutes after I uh, give my reactions to it when uh, when we can uh, talk about it. I believe Gloria and uh, James have read the book too, so yes. I, I'm just going to re- read some excerpts and then and then maybe we can can uh, uh, have some discussion on it. But this is this. If my voice holds out, um, this this should work. This is what I wrote. Good morning, good morning. I stayed awake the whole night through reading Unsinkable, a memoir. I simply couldn't stop reading this fascinating book until I finished it. Thanks to Debbie Reynolds and Dorian Hannaway for giving me such enjoyable insomnia. But hey, describing Unsinkable is not easy. For example. Is it a thriller, a modern book of Job, a humorous showbiz romp, a behind-the-scenes Hollywood expose, a heartfelt love story? Well, I think the answer has to be yes to all of the above. In this candid memoir, Debbie pulls no punches as she looks back at the ups and downs of her personal and professional life. Of course, her millions of fans know a great deal about Debbie because she's been entertaining us either on film, TV, or in live shows for over six decades. And she's even joked openly about her bad luck with three husbands. But Unsinkable includes many intriguing surprises and some quite shocking ones. For example, I did not know that Debbie actually feared someone might kill her at one point in her life. Wow, that part of this memoir comes across as more chilling than many a thriller I've seen lately on the big screen or small screen. And although I realized Debbie was having trouble trying to create a museum for her awesome collection of movie costumes and memorabilia, I had no idea how much that project cost her, both emotionally and financially. 
Remarkably, no matter how serious the problem, Debbie soldiers on, just like the character she plays in the unsinkable Molly Brown, her favorite role. Writing about one dark point in her life, Debbie explains, quote, I thought about all the hard fights I'd had in my life and career and remembered that I love to work. I love to perform and make audiences happy. They make me happy, and it's all joy, unquote. As someone who's seen Debbie's live shows, I can vouch for how happy she makes her audiences. Preserving important movie costumes and memorabilia ranks as another love of Debbie's life. Unsinkable takes us through her trials and tribulations related to that goal, and they are absolutely heartbreaking. But clearly, love for her daughter Carrie Fisher and son Todd Fisher comes across as the most important thing for Debbie, and she dedicates this book to them. Because I'm a practicing movie addict, though, my favorite section of the book is Debbie's personal tour through every one of her films, from June Bride back in 1948 to Behind the Candelabra, which was released in 2013, where she plays Liberace's mother, and she really (laughs) nails it. Her amusing anecdotes concerning directors, fellow actors, and the way she feels now about each movie are absolutely priceless. I'm also impressed by the beautiful photos included in this memoir. So how does Debbie sum up her remarkable journey? She writes, In many ways, my life has been like a fairy tale. I kissed a lot of frogs, but I got a prince and Princess Leia. After thrilling triumphs and some terrible setbacks, I'm still here. I hope we all live happily ever after. Amen to that, Debbie. This is a great read, and so I highly recommend it to, uh, especially to Debbie Reynolds fans or movie addicts everywhere. So, uh, Gloria, did um, uh, you said that you did read Unsinkable? Uh, do you have anything to add about uh, Debbie's memoir? Well, I don't want to give anything away because I think everyone out there should go buy the book. It is outstanding. Um, of course, I knew a lot about Debbie, a lot, a lot about her life since I followed her consistently for so many years. But the one thing I did not know was the fact that she thought at one point she was going to be murdered. And that was a yeah. big shock, a big shock. Yes, that was the thing that, that really, really surprised me. But this is the kind of book that you can't put down. And, right, um, exactly. I, I, yeah. And James, I know it's been a while since you read Unsinkable, but did you um did you remember uh, uh some of the things that you'd enjoy you enjoyed about that memoir? Well, uh, of course I think you said it all, but it, it's a great read. I I try to get my hands on every biography and autobiography that comes out about a celebrity and and uh, Diana thinks I'm nuts because I've got a house full of books. You can't even move in here, but Anyway, I I think that Debbie deserves a medal from Hollywood for the effort she put into trying to save all the artifacts. And and nobody ever lent her a helping hand. She struggled to get her museum going in in Las Vegas, and then when that didn't work out, um, nobody would help her in Hollywood. I don't understand why the studios aren't interested in that, but... That's the way it goes, and she had to auction off a lot of things instead of having it in yes. one place. But but I think she yes. deserves an, a, a special Oscar for doing that. Yeah, yeah I, I nominated agree. her I for she... the journey. 
Christine Herschold Award. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, George, I didn't mean to interrupt. Just agreeing with James that, you know, uh, she definitely does deserve that. And it, it is an odd thing where they let things slip through the cracks. You know, on eBay, I think it was like three weeks ago, the um, French uh, medal that Groucho used to wear on his neck was being sold. Mm-hmm. And that's so weird because I always remember, like, in his last days, he'd always wear, what do they call it, the Légion on air or something yeah, else. Yeah, Legion of Honor, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it was the legitimate one, and it was being sold, so it got into someone's hands, and things like that should be in a museum. They should be, yes. I agree. Just, uh, um, but I'm glad that Debbie Reynolds, you know, gave so much of herself to uh, preserve things. Yes, I, I had the honor, uh, my husband and I, of being the first people uh, from the public admitted to her Las Vegas museum, and uh, I I was just so impressed with that and tried to be as supportive as I as I could on that. And uh, finally, uh, some help did come in the term in terms of advice to Debbie from Warren Buffett, who explained uh, that uh, she you know she was spending a lot of her money. I mean, it was just incredible what she was going through. And he said, "Well, you'll just have trouble." you know, building a museum and keeping it going. And he says, and those costumes are worth so much. And so he's the one that suggested that she do the auction. And she had two auctions, and she spent enough, uh, she made enough money to just, uh, I guess, uh, live uh, live the good life now. <laughs> and she doesn't have to do all of these shows. She was putting on something like 42 show, live shows of a year, something like that, and uh, that was when she was in her late 70s that she was doing that. But at any rate, um, we all uh, are so happy uh, and thankful to the Screen Actors Guild for recognizing Debbie for the uh, for her contributions to showbiz. And um, did we persuade you, George and uh, Nancy, to read Unsinkable? Oh, absolutely. Now, I have to get my hands on that book. See, I, 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 like James said, I would read every biography. And, you know, a lot of authors have different takes on what that you can, like, take five biographies on one person and you'll find different things. So, I'm yes, I am going to read that. I think, I, I think that you'll enjoy it. And, Nancy, maybe you've already read it. Hello, Nancy. Nancy may have may have been cut off. Maybe. Sorry, I bet she has. I bet she <clears throat> has, though. But um, it's great uh, that you you I'm know just... that you put this particular show together. And I, I talked about it yesterday on the air. And I hope that some people that I know tuned in as well. It was wonderful. Really, a great a great uh, salute to uh, a great celebrity. Well, thank you very much, and it was my great pleasure to do this, and I'm just so glad that you and Nancy and Gloria and James and Diana could could join in this uh, special tribute to Debbie uh, Reynolds. But I do see that our time is almost up, and um, I wanted to mention also that Debbie has uh, really uh, – Done some humanitarian work other than the um, the work she's done with the co- preservation of the costumes and movie me- uh, memorabilia, because she 
actually co-founded, I believe, the Thalians, which is a, a group that raises money for uh, emotionally disturbed children. And I know she was here in Pueblo, Colorado in person supporting um, the uh, the YWCA, and she's raised my funds for the for the Girl Scouts. So she's as generous with her uh, time as she is with her talent. But our time is up, so I want to thank all the fans who called in today, and I want to give a big shout out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to Nikki who couldn't be here for her wonderful help. And special thanks to our uh, chatters, as always, and other listeners for tuning in. And most of all, thanks to Debbie Reynolds for all the showbiz pleasure she's given us in films, on television, and in live performances. Congratulations, Debbie, on your Lifetime Achievement Award. The Screen Actors Guild definitely got it right again this year. That's all for now, folks. So here's Debbie Reynolds again, closing the show with her lovely, haunting rendition of Tammy. I will.